Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are broadcasting from the 41st Annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies, a great conference down here in San Antonio, Texas, at the Hyatt Regency Hill Country Resort and Spa. Beautiful location, great people, probably five, 600 uh, registrants and over 70 exhibitors, some great presenters, including Raquel Lerner. She's a pioneer in the development of cutting-edge treatment for children and adult children of alcoholics. She is one of the leaders and legends in the field. I first talked to Raquel Lerner back in, oh gosh, a long time ago when it was Alcoholism, the National Magazine, which became Alcoholism and Addiction Magazine. Suffice to say, she has been around a long time and has done a lot. She's now the clinical director and co-creator of Inner Path Workshops, Cottonwood Tucson, and Spring Workshops in London. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast. Hey, Neil. Hey, good to see you good again. Good to see you again. It's been again, a long, all these many years. long time. I long, know. Long time. It's good to see you down here in Texas. Uh, I listened to some of your presentation today. You talked about narcissism. What is the link between addiction and narcissism? Addiction is an extremely narcissistic disease. Mm-hmm. Extremely narcissistic disease. The world revolves around the addict. I mean, uh, like I said, you, they don't call us king and queen babies for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. You no. Know? Um, the whole family is centered around the use and the addict. And, you know, the problem is that this kind of uh, narcissistic tendencies, uh, me, 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 don't necessarily go away with treatment. So, basically, you're saying all addicts are narcissistic to a certain degree? I would say that if you are an addict, there is such a strong narcissistic component to addiction mm-hmm. that I wouldn't say that addicts are narcissists, but part of the disease has that component to it. I mean, mm. that's part of the self-delusion and, and the grandiosity, and I'll get what I want no matter what I have to do, mm. and <laughs> those are narcissistic traits. Can that be treated? Well, that's a really good question. I think that can be treated. But the reason I'm here at the TAP conference is that I think that counselors need to be more mindful of that dynamic mm. and learn some skills about how to deal with those narcissistic How to navigate behaviors. that uh, How to situation. navigate it yep, because yep. Uh, they cause such pain in relationships at home, both with spouses, with children, with coworkers. And it gets to be a major trigger for relapse when the Mm. grandiosity uh, dissipates because someone leaves them. Yeah. So 50% of all narcissists are addicts. That's the research. And did you say today 98% are men? Yeah. 98. 
That can't be right. It isn't right. And of you course know, it's of not. Of course not right. Well, you don't know any narcissistic women. Uh, only a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hi, how am I? Here I am. No. Narcissism exists in men and women, but part of the problem is when a, when a woman goes for a diagnosis, she's often either borderline or histrionic, mm. you know, really emotional, and men get diagnosed as narcissists. So it, it's... There needs to be more research on this um, because, truly, we're missing the boat here mm. when it comes to diagnosing women. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. women are narcissists. So when I uh, talk to counselors here, I, uh, ironically, it's mostly the women who start recognizing uh, these traits in themselves and their loved ones. Um, but unless we're dealing with the narcissist the narcissistic aspect of addiction, um, nothing much happens. Mm. You know, they'll go to 12-step meetings and they'll start two-stepping and I know best. And um, But there are ways, underneath narcissism is real insecurity and real shame. Mm. Raquel Lerner joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She's one of the presenters here at the uh, TAP conference. Talk about the difference between situational narcissism and developmental narcissism. Anybody know any movie stars or football players or athletes? Sometimes situational narcissism means that because of fame, fortune... Goes with the territory. Goes with the territory. Mm -hmm. uh, that you rise to the top and you start to believe mm -hmm. sometimes aspects, superhuman aspects mm -hmm. or what we call uh, you know, well, grandiose aspects of right. yourself that... When that starts to min d diminish, uh, the fame or the fortune, uh, you know, it's a big letdown. But developmental narcissism is more, shall we say, clinical and pathological. Mm -hmm. Developmental narcissism um, is from unmet needs, particularly in the toddler stage of development, mm -hmm. where a lot of shame develops, where parents uh, have trouble or cannot be discipline their children in healthy ways. They get shaming about it. Uh, they withdraw their love. And research shows that those kids in brain development have then trouble with compassion and empathy. Um, you know, to ask a narcissist if he loves his wife is like asking if a refrigerator loves you, <laughs> right? So the problem is that developmental narcissism is more difficult to treat and that as a result of the shame, they start drinking or using in mm. later years because mm. they don't get admiration mm. and attention from the people mm. that uh, they want it from. And they medicate. They start, they start self-medicating. Uh, and uh, it's, it's been really fascinating. They're difficult to treat. And you know what? All of us have some of it. We all have narcissism. Yeah. Every bit of us. So if you're out there listening, diagnosing yourself, stop it right now. We all have it. And if you are diagnosing yourself, you think you're a narcissist, you're probably not, because it's not what narcissists would do. They wouldn't even think about it. That's right. right? That's right. You talked about repairing today. Re yeah. Not necessarily treat treating, but repairing. How do you repair narcissism? Or the narcissist. I talked about the repair stage of development. Attachment repair. Okay, yeah, attachment, attachment repair. repair. Yes, we used to think, Neil, that you know you were parented in a particular way. You had this style of attachment. And by the time you're two, it's done. Now we know about the brain mm -hmm. that it keeps changing and growing. 
so that repairing old attachment and repairing these wounds, finding a sponsor. Sponsorship is the mm. most brilliant invention in the face of Absolutely. this earth, right? When you can find a sponsor who is both firm, you know, and loving both, I mean, not in a sexual right, way, right. but firm and warm, you start, when, they, when, you, when you start getting treated differently, and when people are setting limits with you, um, you, you can start behaving differently. It starts changing the neural pathways in the brain. When you have a counselor who sticks right by you, you know, and has yeah. your back, yeah. you know, you start, the, your, your, the, the neurons start firing differently, and that's how you change attachment. Mm. It's about relationship mm. and changing relationships. Is there a lot of research going on about all of this brain oh, research? Oh, there's a ton of yeah. research. Yeah which makes conferences like these great, yeah. and probably your program yes, great, because absolutely. there's new stuff about the brain all the time. Absolutely. We're talking to Raquel Lerner. She's joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. You are one of the leaders and legends in terms of adult children of alcoholics. You've done a lot of writing on that. Right. Uh, how has that, that movement changed over the years, and is there anything new? To report? Well, you know, that's interesting. Um, somebody called me a grandma in the field. Makes me want to take my cane and beat him up, but it's true. I, I, uh, I'll be right next to you, actually. Myself and Claudia yeah, and Black yeah, oh, and Sharon, yeah, yeah, we yeah. started NACOA together. National yeah, I know. Association I remember China. that. And I was going to say, unfortunately, because I was. I came in in the mid seventies. Boy, what, but what a blessing it was, huh? It just was to have seen all of that. Seen My goodness, all of that. absolutely. Right. And you know, the movement has changed. Uh, I think that um, what we used to call ACOA, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they filtered into other kinds of diagnoses. You know? mm -hmm. I used to think that ADHD or ADD, you know, yeah, now yeah. adult children, but mm. it, it it still exists. There's actually a new surge of the ACOA movement. It's starting out in the West Coast. They're having really? a national conference this year. Uh, this is their third year. I'll be speaking at it next year. Wow. Yeah, so they're, now it's, it's coming back. And I, I think, um, you know, for a while that whole movement, it served a purpose, um, and then it diminished. Mm -hmm. And now I think just with the concern of uh, families and children, it's coming back again. There still needs to be support for those of us who came from those Is homes. the 12-step community growing along with the movement? You know, I, I, that's, what, that's mm. what I've heard. Um, mm. Colleagues of mine said that the 12-step is growing along with the movement. And again, it's big on the West Coast. Mm. So uh, we'll see what happens. See, see where it goes. Yeah. Ra uh, Raquel uh, Lerner joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, talking about narcissism today at the, the conference. And it was the best talk you ever heard in your life, right? It was the best talk I heard all morning. Uh, Honest to goodness. Thank I, you. Honest. Put me on down, the pedestal. Hands down. Right. Uh, you talked about supply and demand. Yes, Yes, uh, relating to narcissism. Give us a brief thumbnail of that, okay. if you would. Well, if you're a narcissist, the way... Um, there's only two things that equate love to someone who's got that narcissism. And one is attention, mm. and one is adoration, <laughs> right? And in order to get a constant supply, you need, like, a feeding tank. You do. Of people. Of people, absolutely. So the top three, there's the spouse, uh, children. Co-workers. Uh, Co-workers, and friends, too. Right. It's almost like you stick your, yeah. you know... <laughs> It, you, you stick sort of the feeding tube into them, and they feed you. And as long as they feed you, you will hold them in high regard. Mm, mm. 
And if they start to confront you, you will become either a subject to the kind of anger that's yeah. scary, or you will be as insignificant as a fly on the wall. Mm. And that's hard for husbands and wives and partners and children, mm. you know? It's a lot of energy to hold that, mm. that person up. But that's what happens with addiction, isn't it? Yeah. Is there a 12-step group for narcissists? <laughs> I mean, know it sounds like a joke when I say that, but, you know, it's not. It's, is there? It, not that I know. No, no. But you heard that line, 12-step uh, group for narcissists. Hi, my name is Raquel, and I don't care who you are. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to get you to do. And is you that right? Well. Is it, yeah. yeah. It worked. It worked. Raquel Lerner, what have you, are you doing any books lately? What's I am. I am. I've got a new book uh, that I'm writing now, mm. uh, a U.S. journal. It's on trauma. It's post-traumatic growth, the gifts of folks who have been through trauma. Post-traumatic growth. growth. Yes, yeah. It's um, how, as a result of trauma, some people find more meaning in life. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's about resiliency. Nice. Raquel Lerner, you have a website? I do. It's RaquelLerner.com. How about that? Easy to remember. Thanks, Neil. Nice to see you again. Thanks. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We're down here in San Antonio, Texas, at the beautiful Hyatt Regency for the 41st Annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies. We're going to take a short time out. We will be back with more right after this.